It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. Oh, my gosh, everyone. I am so excited. Uh, we have an amazing series that we're doing here over the next couple of weeks. We have some authors that are a part of the Divas That Care new anthology, Animal Prince on, the, on My Soul. And I am so excited because I'm going to be one of the host interviewing along with a few of the other ones and we're going to be asking these amazing women why they decide to be a part of this anthology now um i know that you're going to love this series and we're so excited that you've joined us for this special call if this is your very first time tuning into the divas that care a huge welcome the divas that care is now in its 11th season we are listened to in over 30 countries around the world and it's because of all of our amazing listeners that we're able to do this so you know welcome to our diva family all right, let, as I said, let's get started on today's amazing show. Jenny Jablowski is my amazing guest. So welcome back to the show. Thank you, Candice. It's so fun uh, and exciting being part of the Divas Network. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Jenny uh, is an amazing guest on our other host show, uh, Joyce Benning. And today I have the amazing opportunity to interview you about our newest anthology and Jenny, we just wanted to say thank you so much for being a part of that. You know, you have been a big part of the Diva family, and we're excited to hear about your story. So before I kind of get started, that can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, sure. I'm, I'm currently an animal and human intuitive. I, I work in a very multidimensional space. I communicate with the nervous system, and I'm able to – um, focus really on people who are struggling to release trauma from their system, to get over um, past wounds uh, and where traditional energy work maybe isn't really helping. And that came about very unexpectedly through a near-death experience that I had a decade ago. And when I woke up, I was able to perceive multidimensionally uh, the chakras, the meridians, the uh, nervous system simultaneously, the colors and the imprints in the auric field, and I was able to communicate with it as consciousness. So where most people refer to um, energy, you know, being stuck in the body, I perceive it all as consciousness. And um, it's it's wonderfully effective work, and I, I just love it. That is awesome. So I'm going to ask you, why did you decide to submit your story into this anthology? Well, um, firstly, I'd be a fool to turn down an invitation. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this, particular, this particular story is very close to my heart because this is a story about a horse that I am now the caretaker of. And she came to me in a very unique way. Her soul came to me in a dream and asked me to find her. 
And um, all I knew was that she was in Colorado because she gave me the name of her wild horse herd, which was the Little Book Cliffs uh, HMA, herd management area of the BLM in uh, southern uh, central Colorado. And it's a very heartwarming story, I believe, and I thought that people might be interested to know that Animals operate on many different levels, many different levels. I've, I've never had the same conversation with two animals uh, ever, and just as I've never had the same conversation with two human beings ever. I love that. You know, and it's really important. And, you know, I had the opportunity to read your story, and I think our listeners are going to love it. Um, how has this impacted your life, you know, this this amazing horse, like how has it impacted your life? Well, she's definitely challenged me. Um, she came obviously with a lot of baggage, being a horse that was um, rounded up. She was a she is a mare, a female horse, and she was gathered late in her life at the age of thirteen. And it is probably not best to round up an older horse from the wild. And I, I, I don't know why they still do it, but they do. And when they are gathered late in life, uh, it brings with it oftentimes um, some difficulties. Now, I'm not saying that all horses have the same difficulties as her, but according to her, she was really on track to be the lead mare of her herd. And to she had been, been raised uh, by her... Uh, mother and father, the the dam and the sire. She had been raised in her herd with a perspective on her life uh, and fostered certain abilities, um, you know, to keep people in check, to uh, sense danger, to make sure that the herd stayed in balance, utilizing skills that just don't come in handy when you're in domestication and in an enclosed uh, corral or stall 24-7. And so coming into domestication was very incongruous for her. And I also um, experienced a lot of trauma in my life. So we've had um, some parallel things to heal. Uh, she felt disconnected from her children and um, from her herd and a responsibility and as a woman, I'm sure, Candice, you can relate that some of us females, uh, human females, yep. we experience that as well. We might have struggles with our own children, feel disconnected at times, feel helpless, feel unable to fulfill obligations that we believe we have. And so she and I had quite a bit of that in common and to some degree still do, and we're working through it. And it, it's just been fascinating watching her journey and not only the way she treats herself, but the way she treats others in her herd. Um, we have other horses and some mini donkeys as well. Uh, how she interacted with my husband and, um, you know, was willing to uh, comply uh, with um, our requests to have a halter on her, pick up her feet, provide her with veterinary care. Um, she has problems with her eyes, so poking our fingers in her eyes, um, you know, doing all the things we need to do, like worming her and getting chiropractic adjustments and 
barrier work. Um, it was slow going in the beginning, but she's really come around. And she's taught me a lot about myself, um, and she's taught me a lot about horses as well. So that's I think that's why, really, I chose her story because it's so important to me, and I hope that other women will find it valuable as well. You know what? I think they will also, and it's amazing. I always, I've always truly believed that an animal will come into your life at the right time, or the, the per, there's a purpose for every time an animal comes into your life. And I really believe that this horse came into your life for a purpose, and it really is doing some amazing things for you. And I, I just love the story, and I think that's why I love putting this anthology together, is ha- listening or having the opportunity to have all these amazing stories like yours and have people read them. So I want to ask you, why, why do you think it's important now, you know, during this time, to have books like this out there? Well, I think it's important um, for two reasons. From a human perspective, um, I would like to see humans remember the perspective of human consciousness that existed, you know, 2,500 years ago in the time of Plato and and the time of Dottle and, and Socrates, where panpsychism was the popular philosophy of the day, where people truly believed that plants and animals also had souls and could feel um, fear or disappointment or, and, and were free to have their own opinions and make choices. And over the millennia, at least the last two and a half, um, through academia and religion and, and to some degree a large amount of fear, our perspectives on our own reality, our own capabilities, our own level of consciousness have shifted greatly. And I'm hoping that through learning about animals, humans can learn a little bit more about themselves and remember, truly remember, the truth of who we are and our tremendous potential. And that our emotions, and channeled properly, um, are a strength that, that we have as humans. And to become more self-aware and and self-responsible. With respect to humanity, that's a, a big concern of mine. And I work to that end every day through my work one-on-one with people and animals. From an animal perspective, I feel similarly that the human perception of animal consciousness has also shifted greatly over millennia. And unfortunately, it's had a great effect on the animals themselves, especially those in domestication. And when you combine that with the concept, the theory, some would say, that animal souls are also incarnating to learn and to grow and to evolve through dimensional consciousness layers, each animal has a a different perspective. And sadly, I suggest that a lot of the animals in domestication have been affected by human 
projections of objective reality, and we project that on to them to limit their potential, to, to, in my experience, we have limited their potential to heal themselves. We have indirectly limited their potential to manage their own energy in some cases. Um, from my perspective, when an animal's heart is shut down in the same way when a human's heart is shut down, that direct communication, that direct alignment with the soul is also interfered with. And I would like to see more humans awaken to the true nature of themselves so that yep. we can move forward to perceive it in the animals as well because there are so many protocols, there are so many um, definitive limiting definitions of what animal consciousness looks like and is capable of. And it's by people who have no idea of the, in my opinion, of the capability of their own consciousness. Therefore, they project on the animals such a limited potential. Does, does that make sense? It does. It does. And that's exactly why we're so excited to have you a part of the Divas family and a part of this anthology because you give a different perspective on animals, and I just absolutely love it. Okay, Jenny, well, thank you so much. I want to, you know, really thank you for being a part of everything that we've been doing with the Divas That Care. But last question I have is do you have any social media, things that our listeners can go and get a hold of you or check you out? Just my website, which is heartofthehorse.us heartofthehorse.us. Perfect. Thank you so much. I had a pleasure. I was, it was just been a pleasure of mine to chat with you today. I haven't had the opportunity to do that. So thank you for being on my program today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. And a huge shout-out to all of our listeners that have tuned into today's program. I will be posting Ginny's social media on our website also there you are able to check out uh, this anthology, and I'm going to be posting that link with this also. So I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning into the Divas That Care. Make sure that you check out all of our other hosts because they're going to be interviewing some amazing authors in Animal Prints on My Soul. Again, thank you, Jenny. Thank you to our listeners, and I hope that you do something kind today. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.